All right, you guys ready? As ready as I could be, bro. Welcome to Guys Like Stuff. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Guys Like Stuff. I'm Chris. And this is John. And I'm Frank. (laughs) All right. This week, we have a new topic for everyone. We are going to be discussing, due to recent events, 9-11. So more of an interesting, serious-type podcast. Get everyone's everyone's opinions, where they were, what they were doing. Do they believe in conspiracies? How do they feel about it today? I don't know. We'll see where this goes. Let's just... Everyone just get on board. We'll see where this train's going. Oh, first of all, before I get into 9-11, I do want to say, guys, that I did want to talk about a gadget. And while I wasn't very successful in finding a gadget this week, I did find this amazing thing that I ordered on Amazon immediately upon seeing it. So I don't know if you guys have this issue, but uh, (laughs) every night when I go to sleep, no matter what, doesn't matter how I sleep, how I sit up in bed, if I like watch TV or I go to sleep or whatever... I have two pillows. I don't know if you guys I have like a sleeper pillow and there's like a decorative pillow, but yeah. I use the decorative one to like support me type of thing behind like so I have like two pillows behind me. But oh. no matter what, one pillow is in the crack at the top of the bed between my bed and the headboard. Okay. Every single time. Doesn't matter what happens. There's always a space there. I scoot the mattress forward so there's no crack. Three days later there's a crack in the bed. So someone had posted on a TikTok this uh, this gadget of a pillow that uh, it, it's a it's a triangle and it literally fits in that gap and goes the entire length of your bed, your headboard. You order, the, you order the size of your bed so nothing can fall in there. That's nice. But you can also twist the triangle because it's not like a perfect, what is it, 90 degree triangle? It's, or 45 degree, whatever the heck the degree is. Uh, it's different shapes. So if you want it to like support you sitting up, you can flip the triangle so it fills the crack but gives you more to like sit up against the headboard or if you just want to like lay down. So it's got different sides. And then just for shits and gigs, it's got a pocket at the end of the pillow for your phone. So you tack your phone in there. So yeah, I saw that and I said, I'm going to order that immediately. And it will actually be here tomorrow. So I'll have to let you guys know how that thing is because... I'm sick and tired of my pillow falling behind the bed. We'll put the <laughs> link in the description of the podcast. Yeah, we will. Because everybody's going to need this pillow. I'm telling you, it's legit. And we don't know them, but we like the pillow so far. Or at least I do. No, I saw somebody else review it, and I was like, well, I need that. That's going to be in my life for sure. And it's Amazon. If I don't like it, I'll send it back. So Hell who cares? Yeah. You know, so it just, and it was cheap. It was like 60 bucks for this cow king size. I have a cow king. So I was a cow king size pillow. I think the full or the the twin of the full is only like ten bucks or something. Man. But it's a legit pillow. And it had like a bunch of five star reviews and stuff. I was like, I got I gotta get it in my life. I'm tired of losing a pillow to the abyss that is the top of my bed. <laughs> as soon as I start finding the goblin that keeps taking my left sock out of the dryer, I'll be all set. <laughs> You'll be good. <laughs> I'll stop losing stuff. Yes, you will. <laughs> oh my god. All right, so who wants to start with uh, let's start with where they were when 9-11 happened because I think we're all we're all close in age but we're a little different in age so we're probably all in different spots of our life just a little bit of when 9-11 happened but maybe when you guys want to go first and uh, share where where you were how it was uh, I'll go first right, I think I'm the youngest so I, I was in the 7th or 8th grade I think it was the 8th 
And uh, I was listening to like 99.1 KGGI. 99.1 KGGI, yeah. Right? And uh, yeah, yeah. headed to school. And uh, right as we passed uh, the high school to drop off my brothers, we were just down the street, about to turn on uh, the street that my middle school is on. Um, heard about like the tower and the crash. And even they were just really unsure. Nobody really knew what was going on. And pulled into like there's like a not a roundabout but a half circle where cars kind of come through and drop off their kids and you see the teachers waving everybody away and my mom's uh kind of frantic telling me to shut up listen to the radio and I'm just sitting there in silence and not really understanding what's going on fully but kind of grasping that something really bad happened and my mom just says you're not going to school today as I mean she started to see the teachers wave off but I think even before she saw that. She said, well, you're not going. And she's like, we're going to go pick up your brothers. And uh went back to the high school and picked up my brothers <clears throat> and uh, went home, watched it on the news all day. And uh, I think by the time we got home, the other uh, tower had been crashed into. And uh, my parents were talking a lot and just news on all day for like, Quite a few days, nothing else really played, and nobody really knew what was going on. It was a very uh, odd time. Uh, school teachers, when we finally went back, talked to us about it, and uh, it, it was it was just strange. And it wasn't until I was a, a young man that I really understood what really happened. And um, yeah, it was pretty crazy. We had some. Uh, we'll talk about this probably later. Um, there was anthrax sent to the mailbox in my neighborhood. That happened. Um, oh, wow. You had it in your neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Oh, dang. So they actually came in the suits and stuff and, like, tore down the mailboxes after that and stuff and put new mailboxes in. Like, I don't I don't know if it really was, but I remember somebody pulled out an envelope and there was, like, some white powder or, like, whitish-brown, tannish powder, and they uh, quarantined the whole block, blocked off all the stuff. They had people coming in in suits. And it's like big old like bands, cops blocked off the whole neighborhood and shit. And then nobody come in my neighborhood. <laughs> then nobody ever come in my neighborhood. I'm just gonna be honest. So for that to happen, like somebody's been shot in my neighborhood before. Cops didn't show up for like five hours. I'm being dead serious. The person was just laying on the fucking floor. Nobody comes in. But when this shit happened, fucking it was like immediate response. Immediate response. And it was a bunch of people. So I don't I don't know, like I don't know if it was ever really anthrax but they treated it as such so i just assumed it was but i mean there's a possibility it wasn't but yeah that was a that was where i was at in my experience man so i guess uh for myself i'm gonna say i'm the older one in the group uh let's hear from the older gentleman hey i know (laughs) like fine wine so for me i was 17 years old I'm active duty Marine. At that time, I was 17 years old going through boot camp. I'm on Camp Pendleton, Bravo Range, firing week. I was supposed to be calling that Friday, but Tuesday is that day that, you know, it's a practice run. Um, At the end of the day, things seemed off because, you know, through boot camp, there's a a sequence that we do. Um, All I remember specifically is like, okay, well, we're about to move here, about to do that. We'll probably start doing our marksmanship training here in about 45 minutes. 
Nope. Got us back in formation. Took us off the range. Got us like in a like administrative area. And I'm like, okay, this is not normal, but uh, must be some more games they're playing with us. But, you know, human nature, I guess, from my drone instructors, you know, they start saying things like, what, we're going to war. This is what you asked for. This is what we're training, so on and so forth. Um, and I don't think it hit many of us. It didn't. But on Sunday, um, usually is what we had, uh, we call it free time in the mornings, first thing in the morning. It was like from 8 in the morning to like noon. Pretty much that was a religious time for most people. If you didn't practice religious um, times, you pretty much just stayed in your squad bay. I um, mean, that was one of them. I usually just stay in my squad bay. So we used to have these stack of newspapers that we would have to get on Sundays, bring them back to the squad base, and that's what we would use to clean the uh, glass in our squad base. You could, that's when you see it hit and it broke people because all that stuff, you know, yes, it was amplified. We were told, oh, you're leaving the war like next week and training's been cut short. But when you see the newspaper, pictures of the towers and, you know, what happened, it, it, it did hit from like, well, I guess there's no way out now. But then you also had the opposite. You saw a lot of folks that was like, oh, this is not what I wanted. This is not what I signed up for. I'm like. Man, you just don't know what to read at the same time because we, we all signed a contract. We all gave an oath, right? And yeah. it wasn't for the wrong that. branch. So long story short, um, I guess I'm that, uh, I like to call myself that hybrid version because I keep evolving. But the hybrid, no, I didn't come in after the war, but I did join right before 9-11 kicked off. So I was in the midst of my young Thundercat career that I guess I first saw the future and I'm like, hey, America needs me. I need to sign up, and then that happens while I was down there. So, yeah, I was in uh, Camp Belton, California, joining the world's finest fighting force, trying to get ready to go to what obviously eventually ended up becoming, you know, our war with Iraq and Afghanistan. Damn. So I'm, like, right in the middle of you guys. Oh, yeah. That's, I was. Uh, he's the sandwich between <laughs> us. <laughs> I'm the cream filling. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, I was uh, I was a freshman in high school. Uh, I was in South Lake Tahoe at the time, and I remember I showed up to school. We had no idea what was going on. No one had said anything. Uh, didn't hear anything on the radio. My mom dropped me off. And my first class of the day was a computers class, and our computers class was uh, HTML. Basically, it was learning HTML. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Old school. <laughs> Open bracket, close bracket, like <laughs> old school, original stuff. Yeah. And uh, when I, our teacher had one of those big rolling flat screens back in the day, they were, they were, you know, projection screen TVs. And, and that was like what the school used for news and stuff. And I got there and everybody was outside the class and the TV was outside and everybody was watching the TV. And that's when I learned about it. I think, uh, I think at that point, both planes had already hit. Okay. Because uh, they hit pretty early for our time. We we're on the West yeah, Coast, yeah, so absolutely. yeah, because they were both they both hit right around nine o'clock in the morning. Yep. So yeah, they it was already they already both hit, but it was showing flashbacks what happened, and I didn't think much of it. I mean, I was a freshman, so I didn't think anything that big of a deal. But I can tell you that like every every kid that surrounded me was freaking out. Yeah, and so within a few minutes, I had got a call from my mom, and she was like, "I'm coming to pick you up. You know, have you seen what's going on?" And I was like, "Yeah, I've seen what's going on." She's like, "I'm coming to get you." So she came to pick me up, and at the time, my parents owned a liquor store, and so that's where we went. Uh, my, my stepdad was at the liquor store, so we went down there to see him, and as much as it was a serious situation, I'll put a little laughing matter to it, uh, 
<laughs> I remember being in the liquor store and we're talking about how these planes just hit New York and my mom is panicking. She's like, what do we do if they fly a plane here? And I remember my stepdad looking over and making some joke like, and what? Crash it into the lake? I'm like, <laughs> this this town of like 1,500 people? Like, what are you, you going to destroy here? We don't have any towers. Our biggest building is a lodge that holds 30 people. Like, what are they going to crash a plane into? <laughs> and, I, <laughs> and I remember talking to friends and stuff, and they're like, oh, yeah, what if, what if the terrorists are coming here? I'm like, what are they coming here for? There's massive cities around us, L.A., San Francisco, Sacramento. Like, why the hell are they coming to South Lake Tahoe? <laughs> of all places. Yeah, they must be here to relax. <laughs> they got to take a break from what they're doing. Uh, but, yeah, then, but then it was uh, from then on, it was just, uh, you know, trying to show support. I remember everything changing, support for 9-11, support yeah. for the firefighters, support people. I mean, I knew so many people that were headed out to New York to go help, uh, clear rubble. But, you know, I was just a kid. I didn't know much about it. I'd have to agree with Frank there. It wasn't until I was older that it was like, oh, shit, what a big deal. You know, it wasn't until we were older that I think we really, like, went to war, too, that it was like, this is what we're going to war for. Yeah. It wasn't immediate. Um, so that that was like. I, I know for us, in essence, to be official, if for us it was uh, 03 is when the war actually kicked off officially. Yeah. We send people certain places in a one-on-two absolutely but i know we as a country didn't make it official to all three yeah it's like when war was declared mm -hmm. yep very interesting times and how times have changed i'm very curious and man i've been waiting for this conversation to see how uh, the topics we're going to cover in essence man because it's uh I i'll say it with this i know as you're looking stuff up chris it's i do believe these conversations have to happen more often to keep our humanity right because whether you're a firefighter military shop owner whatever you do the only way to truly stay connected with other people is you got to have these off balance these uncommon these not tough conversation but conversations that can spark thoughts ideas because at the end of the day i believe by being able to speak certain things that's how you quote unquote decompress as whatever you are so again, like I said, an owner, a military, something, by just letting this out, you're decompressing and then it allows you to kind of get back into the quote unquote what we call, okay, you're back in the fight now. Mentally, you rest it up, you let it all out, now you're getting back into it. So very curious. And then I'm ready. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take an interesting topic on this one. We'll okay. just start it off because I wanna keep the topic interesting. We don't have to be all sad and dreary. This was a sad event that happened, but I think the world has heard sad. This is some more of some opinions from uh you know three very different gentlemen but all still you know we're like brothers so i was just reading i'm reading getting this from the history channel if anybody wants to yep. follow this okay history channel says that uh oh where'd it go uh i apologize one second oh man i wanted to read the quote i just lost it okay so basically uh, it, it was talking about how the terrorists had boarded the planes with box cutters and knives. Okay. Taking control of the planes and basically turning them into missiles. Okay. Yep. To this day, every time I ride a plane, which I don't take as many nowadays, but back when I was younger, definitely around the time of 9-11, uh, I rode a lot of planes. I probably rode a plane 
maybe upwards of 10 to 20 times a year. Well, I consider that a lot. I know people do more than that, but for me, that was a lot. And I've always thought to myself, even as a, even as a young man, who the hell lets somebody with box cutters and knives take a plane? I don't know about you guys, but if someone got on a plane and hijacked a plane and all they had was a box cutter or knife and I had any inkling that I was going to die, like the plane was going to crash or that something something really bad was going to happen and the plane was full of passengers, which they were. I could probably try and find the exact amounts. Full of passengers. I sure as hell wouldn't sit there and take it over a knife or a box cutter. I got one hell of a fighting chance against a boxer and knife cutter. I've especially got one hell of a chance because once I'm the first one to jump up and do it, I know that will inspire at least one more person, if not two or ten, to jump up and help as well. Who the hell sat there and just took that over something so small? They didn't get on board with machetes and samurai swords. They got on with box cutters and little bitty knives. Um... Okay, so is that a comment, or do you have a question before I put my my two? No, cents put your that? spin on it. That's my that's my thing. Is I just want to know, and no offense to whoever died, I feel bad for them. Like the, all, all condolences, not disrespectful to them yeah, in any yeah. way. But my brain, my first thing when I was younger that went to is who let someone take over a plane and crash it over such a simple tool. Such a, such a, you know, like we look for it nowadays. You go yeah, to yeah, TSA yeah. and they're like, oh, we're the knives and the box cutters. And I'm like, who the hell cares? Yeah. No one's, no one in, no plane I'm ever going to sit on is going to get taken over with a knife or a box cutter. Okay. Do you know how many times I can, I could, I could be stabbed trying to get that from that person or assuming that I'm the only one going for it? Yeah. Shoot, so, John, you and I, you've gone on vacations. Could you imagine yep. if you and I, which actually, funny enough, we have both on all of our plane fights together, we have sat on opposite sides of the aisle. Yeah. So this guy walks by, or even two of them, screw it, there's two different parts of the plane, and the guy walks by, and he's holding the plane, he's like, we're taking over the plane, and he's holding a knife in his hand, left or right, it doesn't matter, and he's like, nobody move. That Tell me that second that guy doesn't walk by, and his back is to us, and I jump up to grab the dude to take the knife, that you're not out of your seat right there with me to take that knife from that dude, and to hell with that dude, we're killing that guy. That guy's <laughs> dead. I'm sorry. Yeah. One of the two of us is killing that fool. If, yeah. it, if I get stabbed, oh, well, I'm getting stabbed in the process of you ripping his head off. And and like <laughs> One of us is killing that guy. And at that point, if there's another guy, you can't tell me that we're not going to inspire somebody else on the plane. You'd be like, oh, shit, those two guys just got that one. Let's get this one. Uh, like mob mentality rules. Yeah, mob yeah, mentality yeah. always rules in any instance where all of a sudden one person jumps up and everyone goes, oh, I could do it. To women, children, everybody. And you get mob mentality. You get, you get that adrenaline rush and you're like, I don't got to die. I can take the plane too. You know what I mean? Like, yep. I can understand if someone said a gun because that's got a much higher risk factor. If you don't understand how a gun operates, if you don't understand, if you're not trained with a firearm, that's a pretty scary thing because you stand up and you're shot. You don't see your opportunity or you could shoot somebody trying to wrestle the gun away. Like there's lots of collateral damage. Lots of people think if you put a hole in the plane, the plane will rip in half and everyone will die. Like there's lots of things that could keep you from that. But a knife ain't ripping the plane in half. Nope, it's not. It's not ripping a person in half. <laughs> So yeah. what happened on that plane to where nobody took that took that stance, that step? So technically, we don't know what happened on the other three planes. We know on the fourth plane that actually crashed in Pennsylvania, that person had a, a box cutter and they were taken down, right? But the other three planes, we have no idea. 
Yeah, the assumption is that the they had box is, cutters as well. But that's yeah. the assumption, right? But if you are to think about this in a critical way or logically think about it, just like you said, who the fuck wouldn't take down somebody with a box cutter, right? So maybe they had a bomb, maybe they had a gun. Nobody really knows because, unfortunately for us, it'd be really hard to discern that from the wreckage. Yeah, I got. Yes, obviously, in regards for that, I definitely see what you're saying. To answer your question, though, and or to um, kind of not add, where I go with you in regards to see if uh, what would happen. Honestly, brother, I, to me, and, and hopefully I'm not offending anybody in regards to this because it's not that you guys, it, how can I say it? So it's not that uh, we're any better because of the military because we're not. We're still human beings we're americans just like everyone else yeah let's throw this out there we don't mean but, to offend anybody with yeah, this podcast absolutely. this is all with due respect yeah, this yeah is absolutely. Just, this is just people talking conversating over some drinks but i can tell you that if i mix my personal life with my military career it is easier to assume and say what if outside looking in and it happens constantly because now that we have cameras look how many people hold phones out before even helping and then that's kind of me this is my factual side kind of kicking in right we have phones now that show that. We have phones that, to your point, it takes a special individual, special people that would understand the mob mentality. To your point, I think there would be a handful of us that would, oh man, Chris jumped up, or I jumped up, or Frank, yep, we're gonna jump up. But I think human nature more or less is self-preservation. With phones nowadays into play, how can that be disputed? It's more natural to take a phone outside look in and put my spin to it then actually you know what that's injury over there that's someone getting hurt or that's me i can do something about the situation and change it so me to you brother i would say that it's people dependent do i believe there was people in those planes that were willing to jump up and take those yes i, I do firmly believe i guess to a frank's point is whatever those people had whether it was a box cutter a bomb gun I wholeheartedly that there was one, three, four that tried to make that fight. As we know, they lost the fight. Planes hit, whatever the case may be. I do believe that. But do I believe that the whole plane? No. Most people would be like, oh, look, they're fighting. Let them fight. I'm going to just stay here and, you know, hopefully I don't go down or don't die or something. So I, I would say it's uh, more common than not that it's going to be self-preservation in moments like that. I guess what's it called? The fight? The Fight or flight. Yeah. I think it's more common to do the flight than fight. Especially back then because TSA wasn't as stringent. Yeah. Weapons weren't really like a thing. I mean, there was a couple bomb threats and hijackings. There's that very mysterious hijacking where the guy jumps off the plane in the middle of the night. I forgot his name. They're still looking for him and they're still, still trying to find him. I think he lives in San Diego. But Whoa, I didn't even hear yeah, about that one. Okay. It's a... Another topic for another time, but okay. um, no, it, it's really hard to discern any of this, right? Um, they can come up with reports and say this or that about the ones that actually crashed and blew up, but it's really hard to tell what really happened. There's yeah. no footage, there, it's not like now where you have video everywhere you go, there's a phone everywhere, like this. There was before that time, right? Yeah, so yeah, and honestly. It's like those those memes of those guys that, uh, like, I would join the military, but I would punch my drill instructor in the face. It's, it's kind of like that yes. whole thing. Yeah. I'll, right? But I guess, yeah, that's a good another example, right? right? There's 
Do I believe there's someone that would do it? Yeah, it's known because sure. there's people that have done it, but that's one person in years, right? Or one recruit, one whatever you want to call it in years. But yet you got memes that 10 people in a row in the same thread. Yeah, this is what I'll do. Yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. Oh, okay. No. So the first 20 people in this thread would hit their drone instructors, but yet. I mean, the whole joke is that they wouldn't hit their drill instructor <laughs> and they never even went to boot camp because they're a piece of shit. I'm not trying to say anything. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Greg put a little spin uh, to it. Okay. Hey. <laughs> uh, I'll back up a little bit. I'm not trying to disrespect anybody, but anybody who says that they would have joined the military, but they couldn't because they can't respect others is a fucking idiot. Yeah. Um, I, I, I definitely see... That's the manifestation of our job. This is what I mean by that. You have the right to say that. I, and yeah. I know that, right? But to your point, actions speak louder than words. It's kind of one of those where like, oh, man, that, that that's what you would do? Well, I'll tell you what, brother. When you go join, call me. I'll videotape it for you yeah. so you can have it for the rest of your life. Because you can say that all you want. Something real bad's about to happen. <laughs> yeah. I don't think you really understand. You can say that all you want, but... You're obviously standing here not signed up, not nowhere near that, but it is. And I think so you missed this part, Frank, what I was telling him earlier. I think it's I think human fight or flight was what I, where you kind of came in. But that's kind of exactly what I was telling him in different words. The end statement was just that it's I do believe there's one, maybe two people that fought off, whether it was the one that had the box cutter or let's say, you know, the other planes that we don't know. I do believe there's one or two people that were fighting all the way to the end. Yeah. But most commonly, because we society shows that now yeah. i believe most people were sitting there doing nothing aligned there's one or two people to try to fight these people off um and i don't think most of them did anything yeah. you know because again it's that whole yeah i would sign up but you know what there's a few people that did try to sign up there's a few people that tried and unfortunately didn't that's no knock on them and it's no knock on the people that say i would have signed up but didn't no knock on you yeah but you're trying to cover something up and there's no need to say I would have signed up, but right? it is what it is. It's, you do or you don't. Yeah. But it was, that was almost like a rabbit hole. Come on, Chris. You got to keep us on target, man. I know. Keep us on you got to keep us on, on no, no, subject. I, I, like the, I like the rabbit hole. I like but some more. In any yep. case, like it leads you to believe if we were to just go off the assumption that one or two people were there and there's no actual valid TSA the way we know the TSA today. Take off your shoes. Let me check your backpack. Let me scan this. God, right? I don't like the TSA. I'm just going to throw that out there. I, I mean, thought those were your favorite people. Oh my I God. thought you said you wanted to be one when you grew up. I'm ready. We're about to go on vacation soon. I'm about to. I'm hoping one says something to me because listen, turkey bacon. I'm gonna. We're gonna. You're gonna flex. You're about to find out. Oh my God. I'm but fucking ready. You see what I'm saying? Like there was a very big. Disparage between security for, for yeah. flights for the longest time. Yep. And to say that nobody brought anything but a box cutter, I feel like I feel like those were the that was the group that was unprepared. Yeah, I, that That's was the amateur. Like. Yeah, there was the amateur. Like, I feel like that wasn't the A, the B, the C, the D. That was like the X, Y, Z. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep, yeah. I concur. They were like the last team. They were just like, yeah, we're going to do this too. It was like, did, did you go to the brief? Did you get the memo? <laughs> nah. You got a box cutter, Johnny? Yeah. Yeah, let's get on this plane. <laughs> yeah. And I don't mean to jest about that shit, but I'm just saying, like, I feel like that's kind of how that situation went. Yeah. And the other ones were very well thought out and planned. Yep. And that's how they got through with it, right? Whether they had a real bo uh, real bomb with Simtex, Simtex or C4, or if they had uh, some type of firearm. I don't really know, but I would think 
if I was a betting man that they had something of the sort. Yeah. Me personally. Uh, yeah, I guess I just, man, I guess feel bad for that plane then because you wish you'd have someone like us on that plane. Yes. Yeah. Let me tell you, you take over a plane with a weapon of any kind. I'm still going to jump on you. And you tell me you got a bomb. I'm and I start look out the window and you're heading into the heart of New York City. I'm fucking coming. Yeah. Yep. I'm about to go out anyways. Why, why the hell am I going to sit here in this seat and just take it? Nah, I got a chance if I get up and do something. But Leroy Jenkins. Oh, yeah, 100%. Leroy all the way, bro. Leroy Jenkins. But this kind of comes Drop kick the guy in the aisle. Like, who gives a shit? Right? But this kind of comes back to what I was talking about. So that hijacking, it's the most prolific skyjacking in the history of the world this man boarded a plane and sat there with a fake bomb made the stewardess sit with him handed her some notes nobody was the wiser they knew nothing where they're going what was really happening what happened they landed everybody was ushered off the plane that's when everybody finally figured out that somebody was holding the plane up and there was a bomb they took back off he took off with the money and he jumped out the back of the plane no one ever found him. This is D.B. Cooper? Yes. Yeah. I love the story of D.B. Cooper. Okay. Cool. i got to look it up. I haven't heard yeah, it. You never heard of D.B. Cooper? No. Cooper, Damn, they make man. movies about that yeah, shit, actually. fucking crazy. Damn. But in any case, so and the reason why I bring this up is because nobody knew. If I was, and I'm just playing devil's advocate, if I was a terrorist and I was on a plane with me and my buddies, I wouldn't tell anybody shit. I would tell them, sit down, shut the fuck up. I have a bomb. If you do what I say. Nothing bad will happen, right? Because if I have an objective and I want to complete that objective, I'm not going to tell anybody shit. I'm going to do what the fuck I need to do. And by the time you figure out what the fuck's going on, because the windows are on the side. They're not in the front of the plane. You know what the fuck's going on. Maybe I'm going to New York. Maybe that's where I'm picking up my money. That's where my D.B. Cooper stop is. Little does anybody else know. That's true. true. Except for the fact in these cases, they had to get into the pilot's. Well, that, but I, well, take no, it one, no one sits down with the bomb and goes, fly this bitch into the tower. I'm going to blow up the bomb. Like, well, that's okay, why, that's the same result, bro. Again, we don't know how many people. That, but I say the spin, what we're missing here, though, it's, it sounds like D.B. Cooper didn't care about the fame that came with his actions. He wanted to get money and he enjoy it. He wanted the money, and he but, left. Me, no, yeah, no, and no the terrorists wanted the exactly. fame. Yeah. And that's the thing. Yeah. You know, a terrorist group, it starts with controlling fear. It starts with the narrative of this is what I did by imposing fear slash I want you to know what I did, right? So I think their motives being different. So to your point, if I was to play devil's advocate with you, absolutely. I think, man, if I want to get away with it, I am not telling nobody because I guess to you, Chris, is man, I don't want people jumping on me because, okay, I'll beat one. I'll beat two. Exactly. Man, but if there's 100 passengers and I'm a stats guy, if five, six, seven get up, I'm not winning that one. I'm sorry. I can't even run at that point, right? So Shit, I, I always say you never know who's who you're who's on the plane. So you never know who's some division one champion yeah, yeah, fighter yeah, yeah. that just happened to be checked in and he's DJ yeah. Penn, Mike yeah. Tyson, somebody. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, no, somebody gets on and they can they can hit you with a punch before you can blink. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you never know. That's why I think it's always so so weird like I, like I said i get the gun you hijack a plane with a yeah. gun i get it there's a million things that can go wrong if i decide to go after the terrorist for the gun uh, you know a child could get shot a hole could be punched in the plane like bad the pilot could get shot right we've all seen it in the movies where it goes to the door and kills the pilot yeah no one can fly the plane million things but outside of a gun there's not much else you are gonna have that's really gonna go. oh you got a bomb blow it up bro let's go let's go down together 
Oh, oh, you're after money? Okay, well, then I'll chill because you're going to get the money. But that's not what they were. I guarantee that's not what they were saying. Yeah, no, no. They might not have said anything. They might have not even spoke very good English. Yeah. They might have just said, everybody sit down and shut up. How do you tell everyone to sit down and shut up in in terrorist? So believe it or not, though, so a little (laughs) bit, this is where the um, historical data slash, you know, just kind of knowing, knowing how they operate is they learn the language enough to quote-unquote control so i'm sure they knew how to say sit down mm-hmm. they wouldn't learn to be we say be quiet right because be quiet would be like nice mm-hmm. they knew sit down shut up mm-hmm. hands over your head right like they they've groups like that they've known to learn enough to try to quote-unquote instill fear slash control yeah hands over my head that way when you walk by i crack you in the jaw with my <laughs> stand-up uppercut yeah you know what i mean but like, check, just check this out right? this ain't hollywood bro i hit you once you're going down <laughs> this is me jenkins if my objective was to get fame from a terrorist attack by blowing up a building and i knew not to provoke you on the plane i wouldn't do that right but how do you convince the pilots to crash into a building at some point, they probably relieved the pilots and just did it themselves. At that point, you don't need to know anything about aeronautics, right? It's just steer and drive, point and shoot, right? That's fair. So, See, that's why I like these discussions. So it's, it's a good like, point. So it's called de-escalation, right? You, you're always taught to de-escalate a situation. So if I was in their position, I would de-escalate the, uh, the situation as much as possible. I would tell them, like, hey, remain calm. Like, let, let's just say that I was a terrorist and I was completely, you know, versed in the English language, right? If I were to do it right now, me, personally, I'm never going to do this. It's just how I have a Podcast is now on a watch list. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, Frank. I'm yeah, thanks. Saying, I'm just saying to think about how you can actually accomplish this task. My task is to create fame for a terrorist group. How do I do that? Our plan is to crash into a building and blow it up. Which building? The World Trade Center. Okay. How am I going to do that? I'm going to get on a plane with me and my buddies and I'm going to have a bomb. Okay. How am I going to get from whatever airport they took off to there without any problems? Keep everybody calm. Tell them I want money. Tell them if everybody remains calm and doesn't do anything, everybody will be let off safe. Right? Yeah. Do some shit like that. People are more or less to, you know, behest my request. They're going to be like, okay, cool. Now, I'm not saying that there's not people that would act or whatever, but I'm just saying you might actually think about the risk. Should I risk me, my family who's sitting with me, going to the Caribbean islands? Or should I just sit here and listen to what this man says? Because, I mean, he could blow us up now, but he's not. I don't know what the world is really doing. He's not telling me anything. He's just telling me, shut up, remain quiet, and nobody gets hurt. Yeah. No, I yeah, I concur. Definitely, I'm, there's. I must be too violent then, because nah, I'm gonna I'm gonna fight that guy. I mean, no, I, I, again, I, even though I agree with you, like I said, Chris, I we're agree up with the you. Guys, welcome to Thunderdome, I, bitch. I <laughs> I concur that my style is yours, right? But I will I will say this, and again, no disrespect to anybody or no disrespect to you. It is easier to say, this is what I would do outside looking in, um, because unless we're there to include myself, right? I haven't experienced everything in life. We've all experienced different things, but it is easier to say, no, this is what I would do if I was there. Yeah, like I think we would all do that. Um, but I could hardly believe what you're saying, though. Like me now, whether me, by nature, obviously, what I do, 
I think that. But even before, I could hardly believe that. I'm like, man, I'm going out on a fight. You ain't, you ain't taking me like that. Like yeah, I've always said that. Even since I was yeah. like a freshman in high school, I thought I'm not just going to sit there and die. If yeah. I'm going to die, I'm, I'm going to die trying. If I'm going to no. die anyways, I'm going to go out with a bang. Yeah. No pun intended. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, no. uh, you know, it's just, I mean, and I get, you know, see, I've had this conversation with people through the years. Same exact thing. And I've met plenty of people who are like, nope, I'd never do it. I'd never be able to get up. I'd never be able to get up and fight them. I'd sit there. I'd t- I would I would go into the trade center. I would, I would hit it. And I'm like, well, I guess the plane was just, someone tried to explain to me. They were like, look, this was an upper class flight. It was in a business area. Like there was probably just a bunch of people who were, you know, that that wasn't their style. They, they got the right plane at the right time. And I'm like, yeah, I guess you're right. The, that statistic probably exists somewhere of how many people were on that plane yeah. that were not, that were all flights, no fights. And they just got lucky with that. Yeah. And, you know, so I know that that ratio of people does exist. There are people who won't. Yeah, correct. Who would never stand up. And I guess I feel even more bad for them because it's like, man, it is mob mentality. And even when you have a bunch of flight people, just one or two fight people, I'm telling you, still incites a mob. As soon as someone, even with flight, sees a glimmer of hope, like I'm on the ground with a guy wrestling and I've kind of got the knife in my hand and I've almost got it. And they've got a clear shot to some sort of vulnerable body part. Even a scared person will up and slap them in the face. You know, a little distraction. Just something like, oh, let me help. I just want to help, you know, hit them with with a purse or something. You know, there'll be something that they'll do just out of natural reaction because it's like, oh, look, an opportunity I could help. You know, they might not yeah, want yeah. to run in there and pull some jujitsu on them, but you know what? Maybe they'll do something just because that's how the mob mentality works. True. No, so, no, no. You know, I've always felt that, that, you know, that should those planes be everything that they've told us they are, how unfortunate it is that nobody just stood up just to take the plane back, just to get it back. Yeah. They say there was, what, two to four hijackers per yep. plane or whatever yeah. I read? Like, that's not enough for me, man. That is a skinny aisle way. You can barely get your hips to those things. Yeah. I, I can fight one at a time. I don't yeah. have to get all four of them because you can't get all four to me. Just yep. wait till in certain parts of the plane. I can I can take my time. Absolutely, with each one no. that I want to fight. No, I'm that's, s- that's a that's a, and you have no idea who else is gonna like I said you have no idea who else is gonna join me. You're the te- what a terrifying thing as a terrorist actually to know because you know I usually am at the back of the plane. I go for one at the back of the plane. The other three turn around and go, oh, my God, oh, we got to help our, our fellow terrorists here get this guy. And as they're running back to get to him, another guy jumps out randomly at a, at a or another woman, whatever, jumps yeah. out of a seat and starts attacking that one. Now you got a problem on your hands because yeah, we're, we're in a skinny aisle way. You know, you're talking basic hand to hand combat and in a in a real tight quarter spot with uh, loads of things to hurt yourself on like this. It's just a different situation. It's a different scenario. Yeah. Yeah. You're in a you're in a steel tube, thousands of feet off the ground, nowhere to go. Like you're in my world. Welcome to Thunderdome, bitch. Yeah, like, exactly. You, you are better, in my world. You better be some well trained terrorist because this ain't this ain't Hollywood. I'm not throwing blows. I'm going straight in for the kill, it right kinda, off the bat. So it kind of ties into that whole uh, uh, they say whole uh, old school moms, right? Like old school moms mentality was, oh, you want to call the cops? Tight, how long? Five minutes? Okay, so I got four and a half minutes to beat you before I go to jail? Yeah. <laughs> Same concept, right? Like, yep. uh, again, no disrespect to anybody. Oh, you're going to crash into the World Trade Center? Tight. Oh, we're two minutes away? Tight. That means I got a minute and 30 seconds to fuck your world up at that yep. point because it's, you know, Hail Mary. Yeah. If I beat you long enough, you might change your mind. And if I don't, we going yep. down, but you this going down. This plane might crash, but I'm killing you before <laughs> yeah. the plane does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's no. the last thing I'm going to do. No, I definitely make a phone call. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I do. Be- that's what I believe that I would say and believe to my core that that's what I would feel that there was someone on there that did that, that one or two, 
right? But without us knowing completely, we'll, we'll never know. But yeah. Is there any reports to say what the manifest for those planes were? How many people? How many personnel? Yeah. Yeah, they're out there. Yeah, they're out there. They'll talk all about it. I was actually just reading about the other one, the Flight 93, the one that over, or I think they over, that was one that overflew, but some of the phone calls that were coming through on that one. And again, that was proof to my point. One of the first phone calls that was made, the guy was informed that two other planes had crashed into a building. And Correct, like by were, his wife or something like yeah, that. Yeah, they, they were commercial airliners and yep. stuff. At that point, you have every reason to believe. Well, we're crashing this one, too. Yeah. So then it all changes. That's what I said. Like, oh, okay, well, fight's in season now because, all right, honey, I'll let you know how I do. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's the end of the phone call. That's the last thing. Love you. I'll let you know how I do because if those crash, this one's going to crash. I'm going kamikaze on the terrace. And I think I I know what you're talking about. I myself have not heard the recording, but I think what I read, it was something along the lines of, hey, honey, I think this is going down. The next phone call. Wife tells the husband, hey, this is what I heard, you know, two planes here and not sure if she had to tell someone about the Pentagon. He's like, okay, let me call you back. And then last call or the last call he made, I think, was uh, to your point. It's like, hey, there's a few of us that are getting together and we're going to take it back. So, you know, it's it's out there. I do know that there's people that are out there, but it, it still ties into that whole exactly uh, kind of the point that I'm saying as well, too, though, right? It's. He's like, yeah, there's just a couple of us. I'm like, man, if that flight had 50 plus people, why only a couple? Like, couple? you know, to, to exactly to your point, 50 people can easily outmuscle three or four. Because, you know, that's the, that's where we know right now. There was about three or four, let's say five terrorists. 50 people will easily control five. Or, yeah, five, right? So, yeah, yeah again, I haven't heard the audios myself, but I know what. Uh, I said, too, it's a plane. That is a yeah. one-way aisle. It could be five terrorists against one. It's one-on-one per I keep, situation. Hey, I keep going. Bro. They're, uh. I keep going, Leroy Jenkins. Yeah. I'm jumping off seats. I'm picking up the uh, a life vest jacket oh and slapping them across. God. I'm opening one of those top cabinets, picking up a carry-on bag and throwing yeah. it his way. So I'm telling you, man, it's all not. All had was a box cutter. Just exactly. Yeah. Ram them down. This is where I think Hollywood destroys it too, because everyone, any anyone who's been in a fight, a real fight, knows that like one punch does it. That's it. It's over. Yeah. One solid punch. One solid kick, it's it's done. Fight's over. This isn't Hollywood. You don't get to Chuck Norris this shit. You don't get forty punches to the terrorists and hopefully you get the knife and ho- there's no fight. There's like like I said, you said earlier, put your hands on top of your head. Cool. Hands on top of the head. I'm on the aisle seat. I'm always in the aisle seat for just for the record. That always happens to me. But <laughs> I like it. Stretch my legs out. But I'm I'm sitting there, hands on top of my head, dude walks by. The second he's not looking at me, I'm gonna stand up as fast as possible, shooting whichever arm is there up as fast as possible from my head. I'm sorry. If that doesn't knock you out, you sure as shit aren't standing. That that's just the fact of a punch. You catch yeah. that shit under the jaw and I catch you. I don't even have to be a good puncher for that. That just anybody will tell you that will yeah. take you that will rock your world. Yeah. I now have taken care of the first guy. Uh, I can finish him off with feet, whatever. Like I said, this isn't this isn't Hollywood. You know, this is straight step on his face status and move on to the next one. It's time to go. Yep. So unless you're Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? What you have with that, brother? Oh, I was gonna, yeah. You asked what plane it was. Uh, at least the first plane was a seven sixty seven. Seven sixty seven. Okay. So that was single island. Yeah, it's the big boy. It's single aisle, man. I'm telling you, it's just not a lot of room. That's that's crowd control ability right there. Uh, apparently, the other one was a 757. Oh, I, got, I had it mixed up. The 57 is the one, the double aisle, the big boy. I don't even know. Or is it the 747? Can't remember. Let's see. 
yeah, let's let's pull this up. Seven fifty seven plane. Oh yeah, you got that. Oops, that lane. Gotta learn how to type. Boeing seven fifty seven. Nope, single aisle on the seven fifty seven. And so they all seem to be single aisles. Which one's the big one? It's like a seven eighty seven. 767, okay, 767 can have two aisles. Okay. Yeah, it's got it's got two aisles. So which one was the 757, which one was the 767? 767 was the first one to go into the tower. Okay. 757 was... Oh, I lost it. I keep jumping around. I think that's the one that was crashed into the ground. Just hear you playing with your mic. Sorry. <laughs> He's practicing. I'm trying to get it right. Uh, Give it back. Hell yeah. Give me my dick back. <laughs> it looks like the 757s would have went into the Pentagon. Okay. Supposedly. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Actually, no. That somebody. leads to what we got coming up. Ladies and gentlemen, you know some conspiracy talk is going to happen. Yeah. I actually have a friend that was in D.C. when it happened. He was like a few blocks away. He said it felt like an earthquake. It took him six hours to get out of D.C. Crazy. Crazy. He's a lot older than me, obviously. But uh, he was uh, doing construction at the time. And uh, didn't didn't see anything, obviously. He just heard and felt the loud boom. And yeah. everybody started going crazy. It was, you know, pandemonium kind of deal, like. Nobody knew what the fuck was going on. He just tried to get out of the city because they were evacuating the city. Obviously, yeah, yeah. And um, it took him six hours to go like 10 miles, he told me. Like, fuck. All right, so we'll start off the good stuff. Do either of you believe any of any kind that there even could possibility, there could be a possibility of a conspiracy in any of the crashes that's a loaded question but my simple answer to you is yes because that's the beauty of freedom of speech people can say what they want in name's terms you know and i will follow on with fact we all know it's true but if you leave certain things out or manipulate the facts you're not lying you're not wrong for you know what you're saying but you are manipulating the facts that you're trying to let out because at that point now human nature, it's going to get whomever your crowd is. Now they're going to start thinking and seeing things a certain way because of the stuff that they're hearing. So I believe it from a perspective of, hey, man, that's great. Freedom of speech. Awesome. Go for it. So you believe people have the ability to do uh, <laughs> a, that could talk about a conspiracy, but do you believe that a conspiracy actually happened? I do believe in conspiracy theories. If we're talking about right now, obviously the specific 9-11, no. But that, that would be the difference, right? If conspiracy theories in general, then yeah, freedom of speech. Go yeah, for but it. technically all theories start out as a conspiracy theory. Absolutely. Yeah. No, no, yeah, so absolutely. to have a theory, it's got to be some sort of conspiracy of some kind. Yeah, yeah. That's, no, how, that's the point of an investigation, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because somebody has a conspiracy theory what actually happens, so they got to investigate correct, it and correct. figure it out. Yeah. It's whether it becomes fact or not is the other opinion. Yeah. So specific to the 9-11 ones, though, brother, they're interesting, 
there is a few that has got me thinking like oh man like whoo this one's close like I, this one seems like it's it's true but do i believe or follow in any of them no can't say that i do Oops. i'm trying to find some popular ones right now what who Here's a solid source, Wikipedia. Oh, man. <laughs> it's yes. Theorist Diary. <laughs> uh, Let's see. The most prominent conspiracy theory is that the collapse of the Twin Towers and Seven World Trade Center were the result of controlled demolitions rather than structural failure due to the impact and fire. Correct. And I think that one is mainly because, uh, if I remember correctly... I think from a, what is it, a demolition specialist and, you know, engineer specialist has started that and or have kind of validated, like, yeah, that's kind of true. Like, it, that's not how the way it would fall. <laughs> Tied in with a few people that, hey, yeah, I was on site and, you know, this is what I heard and saw, right? That's, that's yeah, it's back to we, we spend, like, tons and tons of money and ex- expertise trying to make buildings fall straight down. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. These two fell perfectly straight down, not hitting anything around it. Correct. Yeah, that that was one of the big ones. I remember yeah, that. no, so so <laughs> it, it is interesting. Pay attention, Frank. <laughs> Sorry, no, I'm it is it is interesting, brother. And don't get me wrong; it's it's gotten me definitely thinking, right? What were you guys talking about? But then I guess to me, it's that's the beauty of science, right? Is science one hundred percent accurate? Kind of depends. Sometimes sixty percent of the time, it works every time, man. No, <laughs> so you kind of prove my point, right? Uh, the the number one conspiracy is that uh, according to Wikipedia. That uh, was the collapse of the twin towers. That they, yeah. the way they fell, was not due to a crash. It was more of a demolition, more type. planned demolition. Yeah, the fact that they fell straight down from a strike in the top of the tower, because I guess supposedly I haven't gone back and watched them. It's been some years because this was all a highlight, you know, fifteen years ago, twenty years ago, but not so much anymore. But I remember going back and people were doing recordings and they'd be like, look, and as you watch the building start to fall, the top doesn't fall first. The bottom does. The bottom blows out. And so everyone was like, look, that's got to be controlled demolition. Like if it's going to fall from a plane, then the top part, the part above where the plane hit should have fallen first and then taken the rest of the building with it. Let's see if we can pull up a a video, but uh, I think I'm supposed to answer your question. No, you're not supposed to. You are. There's a difference. Uh, It's kind of complicated. And I was trying to look up the references, but there is a reference to doctrine and stuff that came from, you know, the White House and the military branches during a fraud. What I don't know if it was a Cuban Missile Crisis, and I feel so stupid. I had all this stuff written down, but I don't know where the hell all this stuff is. But all my references. But essentially, America had plans to bomb itself in order to. Uh, Great conflict. I don't know. Again, yeah. I, Cuban Missile Crisis keeps coming to mind, but I don't know if that was it. Yep. Just stuck in my head. Right? Although it was never done, that was a plan. Now, for me personally, do I believe that we as a nation blew up or crashed into the World Trades Tower? I don't believe that. Now, there's so much stuff on the internet, right? A bunch of conspiracy theories, like the one that you just enlightened us with about the how they crumbled, why they crumbled that way. There are so, and I'm not saying that it can or can't be. I'm just opening the conversation to a bigger area. 
there are trolls there are people that fuck with photoshop there are people that fuck with videos there there's so much manipulation that you can do even back then even back then is pretty pretty easy to manipulate videos uh news anything right so and one of the cases or one of the things that we're discussing before we started the podcast is that there was a gentleman that said that for sure he did, he was watching it the whole time and he didn't see the plane, he didn't hear anything. I mean, there's two ways you could take this. Man, there's no way that man did not hear a fucking 747 or 767 come careening down. You would hear all that wind noise and stuff and you would hear it crash. Okay, and he would see it for sure. Okay, you can also take the take the time that he didn't see all of it. He might have misunderstood what he was looking at. He blinked pretty heavily, or he thought he was looking at a, a certain spot when he wasn't. Um, also, the hustle and bustle of New York is pretty loud, right? All these things play factors. Your attention is called into great debate here because if you're not paying attention to something other senses don't pick it up right we're designed that way if i'm looking at something and i'm tracking something i'm hearing it i'm smelling it i'm feeling it if i'm not really paying attention it is up to my other sense to notify me to look so that's kind of where i stand right there's so many ways that you can cut this cake cake <laughs> cake <laughs> it's so unfortunate that we didn't have the technology we have now with all the iphones and people taking video and there's so many things that it's undeniable, right? But so watching the video back right now, just before I forget, uh, the the buildings did fall top down. Top down? Yep, okay. they did fall top down. So you see what I'm saying? Like there's so many. But trolls. straight down. <laughs> I, I, you know, it's like, what was it supposed to do? I hit it and it just like folds or something? I don't know. Yeah. Right? I'm not a fucking architect. God dang, gonna... they built that shit well. It did exactly, it fell exactly yeah. like it was supposed to. God dang. Yeah. I. Don't get me wrong. It had me thinking. Well, I know when I first heard that one, it definitely had got, had me thinking, right? I'm like, man, like, demolition. And obviously by then I hadn't really seen all the videos, but I was like, that kind of does make sense, though, because, yeah, you, man, we, we, we're trying to perfect how to, you know, demolish and buildings. And, man, that that could be true. Um, but then, again, again, I always revert back to, like, you know what? I'm not a specialist in that. What I have in front of me is data information. I'm going to take that in as it goes. And if someone doesn't believe that, then hey, I do what I do for those for those specific people. Like, hey, we can speak and say what we want, man. Yeah. If we if we ignored, like, right, if we said like, man, the World Trade Center was false, then we would have to believe that our country mailed out anthrax. It's a lot of people, and a lot of other terrorist attacks happened during that time frame. Yep. Like, we would have to believe all of that was america which i mean dude they would get caught up eventually somebody there's there's no way that that many attacks that many things could happen without somebody leaking something somebody seeing something it's just a little it's a little far-fetched to me that's why i have a hard time believing it um just like just like with ufos we're not going to get into that but just like with ufos there's far too much proof for me to like say completely without a shadow of a doubt doesn't happen just because I haven't seen it, right? But there's far too much evidence and proof that shows that this should happen and yeah. it continues to happen. And I'm not, 
going to pull any type of ethnicity or country into this or anything by saying this, but certain, you know, actors came through for many, many years doing these things. And yes, there's like a bunch of other parts to the story, but in essence, it started with that. And it's hard to ignore those facts. Yeah. It's really hard to ignore those facts. Um, so just to add a little bit to the building I'm reading about, uh, I got led to a page. There's this group called Architects and Engineers for 9-11 Truth. Okay. Uh, not supporting them, just listing what I've found. Uh, supposedly one of the guys is an engineer, yep. or he's an architect. Yeah. Architect or engineer groups works a group of them. Basically was saying they came out and they did a computer model that the building... The fact, I guess there's other skyscrapers that have burned longer and hotter. Correct. I've than heard this that one. one. Yep. And the buildings did not come down. Yeah. And then since they did fall top down, I guess the buildings were designed in a sense to where it should have fallen. It should have began to fall and basically bounced off the remaining of the structure and kind of fallen to the path of least resistance. Like the tower should have been able to withhold, or should the tower should have been able to hold the weight of the top part of the tower falling onto itself, and it should have bounced off and gone somewhere else. It okay. should not have collapsed it. Yeah. Uh, I, and then I guess the Seven World Trade Center, another like forty-story building next to them, also collapsed. Yep. And I guess the way that that collapsed, they're saying there's no way for that building to collapse, even if it was hit by another building and with the top, there's no way unless they took out the main support structures of it. You'd have to pull out the, the structural pillars yeah. to for that building to fall. That's how it was engineered, that's how it was designed. And I guess they've gone through computer models one after another and like that's because they're building skyscrapers, somebody out there apparently has thought about it, went, Hey guys, what if a building next to it falls over? What should we do? Yeah. Oh, let's build it to take the impact of another building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The same way here in California they build buildings to survive earthquakes they have sort of, sort of a yeah, role yeah. feature to them so they're like hey this this building falling top down should not have caved in the rest of the building it should have basically bounced off it yeah so that's where they're like oh it was and i guess there was something about fires on different levels where there wasn't fires and those fires yeah. are what they were trying to say was what weakened the building but they're like no nah, they're, they're made to withstand their skyscrapers they're made to withstand these yeah. fires this has all been engineered and so so to that one specifically bro that's why I, this one's gonna sound weird. I know it is, and you know, stuff is like you gotta pick a side. No, I do believe both sides are right. I do believe both sides are right. This is what I mean by that. Engineer tells me that right now. That time, I'm like, yeah, brother, you are dead on. Like, man, you're right. Oh, so you so you believe that, you know, it was uh, um, demolition? No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that you're right. Well, well, you know, that's what the computer said. Okay, so let's talk about wear and tear now. Should supposed to. Does that computer account for wear and tear? Absolutely. Do we know what the wear and tear is, right? <laughs> or a plane Do we know? into it. But, you know, so that my my thoughts of them would be, oh, well, that was accounted for based on, you know, historical data. Yeah, that's why I'm saying you're right. Based on historical data and based on what you're saying, yeah, I, I see. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. That building next to it should have withstood that hit. So that's why, you know, it's wrong that we're, people don't believe that. No, no. You're accounting for the unknown, but you don't know. We don't know what kind of wear and tear that was, right? We don't know. Yeah, let's say it should have, right? But for some reason, let's say there was a small crack, and we know places like that, one small crack over time can make the biggest of difference, right? We we don't. 
I'd like to think that people did their job and the inspectors, whatever small crack did. Who you know, did no. the drywall incorrectly? I want to know right now. <laughs> so it did not so, hold this weight. So, so that one specifically, I could tell you that I'm one of those where it's, yeah, both sides can be right. Hey, engineer, based on what you're saying, your expertise and what you're telling me data-wise, yeah, I believe you. The building should have not fallen that way. We all oh, that's why it's... Right? Uh, yeah, yeah. that's yeah, why it shouldn't have tower. happened yeah yeah no <laughs> so that's why it's one of those where it's like yeah you you are right and based on what you're saying oh so that means you know that's why it's uh you know the planes is not true no that's not what i'm saying what i'm saying is you're right yeah but also what they're telling me i'm gonna go with that too because at the end of the day i'm not the expert i wasn't there yeah i do have some historical data to add to this so. what's up and it goes along with what you're saying john so, all right, so a more recent one, the USS George Washington, I believe it was, it caught fire. Is my mic on? Mm-hmm. Oh, I just was far away from my mic. Yes, it was. <laughs> it caught fire, right? And it caught fire in a very bad way. And after they went, you know, uh, you know, doing these, uh, I guess, overviews and debriefs of situations, as America and military do and any business or any model would probably do like what happened, what went wrong, which the George Washington fire raged out of control for a long time. And it's a, you know, military, you know, uh, aircraft carrier. So a little history about any type of like U S Naval vessel, right? They're supposed to kind of take care of themselves in regards to like medical food, firefighting, yada, yada, yada. Right. And a lot of their stuff is compartmentalized so that if stuff catches fire, stuff sinks, they should be able to kind of save themselves, yeah? So this fire raged out of control. And pretty much why it raged out of control is because the builders and contractors used very inferior and fake, uh, not equipment, but materials. Okay. Right? So one of which was called FIWA. FIWA was like this kind of clay material that went up into these things. Like, so in between all the compartments, obviously, just like a house, you have to pass like wires through the compartments. Like, there's like steel. So, in order to create a fire barrier and water barrier, they would use this clay stuff called FIWA. So, apparently, what the contractors would do is they would buy the same colored caulking, but it wasn't FIWA, but it was substantially cheaper. And they put it throughout the ship. So what happened? The rooms were not watertight or firetight or fireproof, right? Okay. The fire going to the next room. So the fire spread out of control very, 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 very fast. So how that relates is because what if, and this is just what if, the building was built using inferior materials to save money. Yeah. So you would say, well... That's the nowadays that wouldn't happen. So let's go back and talk about more conspiracy, the USS Titanic, which is actually uh, around the grounds of being proven at this point. So there was two ships that were that Titanic class. Yep. Have you guys heard of this? I have the Titanic. Oh, I'm so glad. I love this conspiracy. Right. So, remember, I we'll, mean, they've pretty We'll let you finish, but remember, no too much rabbit hole. Yeah, you got to bring it back. This, we'll isn't, this, isn't, this isn't just a kind of side tour to bring it back to that. So, Back then, the Titanic was supposed to be the cream of the crop ship. There was two of them. One was shittily built and fucked up. And they put the Titanic name on it and said that one was the Titanic because they're trying to save money and send it out. And that's the one that really sank, not the Titanic. And the reason why they are proving it now is because they dove and the uh, paint's peeling off the ship where the name says Titanic and it doesn't say the Titanic. It says the other name of the other ship. 
So and it's pretty much kind of in my mind. In my mind, I mean, there hasn't been outright people saying this is proven, but in my mind, yeah. If the paint's peeling and it has the other ship's name, uh, the RMS Olympic. There it is. So if you're saying that there's no way, Frank, there's no way back then when they built the, you know, World Trade Towers, that was a long time ago. America was, you know, doing everything right. I mean, yeah, no, I love America. I correct. love people. I love everyone as long as you're doing great and have good character and morals. Yep. But what happened with the USS Titanic, or not the USS Titanic, what happened with the RS Titanic and RS Olympia, right? Still was going on even then. Inferior yeah. materials, lying, cheating, stealing, fucking yeah, shit no, up. Yeah, no, absolutely. So what is to take away from that? It's the unknown. That's why. That's what it I said earlier. You, unknown. It's unknown to us, right? Like we believe we did it right, and we can talk about uh, modeling and all this stuff. Like yep. you're saying, right? They believe it did it right, and they probably ran the scenario right and put it in like some computer generation, and they had a plane slap into it and do all this stuff, and they say it should have behaved this way, but. But we yeah. don't really know what it was comprised of. Was it built right? Was there, you know, a misstep here? Was the beam not connected properly? What happens if it hit, uh, you know, frequency or, re- or resonant frequency and it vibrated itself? We don't know. Correct. Right? I think um, to add on to your point, right, meaning we're not trying to go too many rabbit holes and reel us back, but to add to your point, exactly what you're saying, I do concur, be the unknown. Um plane landing in the Hudson River. You guys know what I'm talking about, right? Yep. Um, obviously, there was a movie, Tom Hanks was the, the actor of it, but if you follow up on the... The movies were triggered to me look into it just to see, but the pilot himself almost proved to the... Uh, you know, the committee. Long story short was, hey, um, training, this, this, and that, we've taught you, and computer says, you had enough gas to make it here to do this pilot was like you're absolutely right the computer is right it is accurate but the computer's only teaching you to what you believe to do the right thing i'm telling you right now i was behind the you know you know the the cockpit or whatnot i was not going to make it to the flight line so i had to do something that had never been trained for i had to go to quote unquote what you mentioned just now right it was natural instinct slash simulator accounts for the plane being perfect pilot on deck is hey man we are not going to make it to that flight line right so it kind of ties in exactly to kind of what we're saying right it's yeah engineers are correct and i do know that that's good data to use and i will always lean on them but there's always those people and exactly the pilot said the best it's simulations and training train you a certain way but they never account for the unknown and it's hard to count for the unknown right because yeah it's Nine out of ten times it's gonna happen this way, and that's what they say. Well, that one out of ten, what, what, what? That's that what if, right? So I think that uh, that pilot movie, the one I, I say all that to say this, just like this. Let's say it's unfortunate, and the towers were that one out of ten that everything should have been done perfect, but whether it was a material, a screw, something was done bad. There's a chance that they were bad, right? Conspiracy theorists believe that oh, that can't happen. Well, if you're saying your theory it can happen, why wouldn't the hey, that's the one out of ten. That unfortunately, yeah, the you know, screw was in the right spot. So it, it happened. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's yeah, the unknown, right? It's that exact what he's saying. It's that pilot said it best is 
simulations and training train you to do the right thing. So we believe that that's the right and the only thing, and that's the only way shit happen. But I was up there. I was not gonna make it to that uh, um, LaGuardia, I think it's called, or you know, whatever local airport. So I had to do something I've never done before, and my best choice was just that: landed on water, right? So it's kind of comes into that. That's why I, I fall back, and I do believe two people can be right. Yeah. Engineers and all them, yeah. absolutely, I believe them. I will lean on them to build the building, and absolutely. But it's also a far stretch for me to say that, hey, man. Just because you see it that way doesn't mean that that's the only way. There's so many other possibilities. So my option is just stick to what I know. Yep, it happened. We went to war because of that, and another country hit us. So we had to fight back. Did they take an account for a bomb being on the plane? No. No. Well, I'll, I'll wrap us up here because I know we're getting to the end. But I'll, I'll leave us on two notes. So the last conspiracy theory thing that I hear pop up that people are sticking to is building seven building seven which one's that one uh it was one of the it was the third skyscraper that collapsed okay that, that no one ever talks about I okay look into that yeah so apparently one of the news agencies and it was picked up by a few more but one originally reported that building seven had fallen before it fell so it's almost like saying that someone knew yeah basically they're trying to the conspiracy is trying to say that the media was involved. They knew this was happening. They had been previously informed of what was going to happen. That's one of the buildings that were they like one of the, I think one of the towers fell onto it. They were saying, and because yeah. it fell onto it, it took that building out as well. But all the engineers are like, look, no, that, that wouldn't cause that building to fall. That's not a thing. That's not how that works. Yeah. And they continue with that one by going, the media actually reported that that building fell before it did and not seconds before it did like a, a decent chunk of time before the building fell it okay. was reported that it had already fallen and some other news media outlets so the other media outlets that picked up on it were just picking up off the first media outlet that announced it at least that's all they claimed afterwards Correct. yeah the media outlet came out afterwards and said they made a mistake they didn't mean to say that that one collapsed that was their bad but they still did it correct so i'll go back to this right so this is where i'm going to lean on my my experience at the end of the day um, who are the ones? Is it the engineers or who is it? The ones that are saying that uh, it's a group of architects and engineers. Okay. Yeah. So architect specialty is, hey, building. I built it this way. So they're assuming that hey, they must have known because they reported something falsely. I have to make decisions on the facts and the decision or the information that's being given to me. Trying to pass information from one person to another, from one location to another, it can get very watery and it could definitely change, right? Yeah. So it's one of those where, is it a possibility? Absolutely. My experience would tell me, with that much chaos going on, bad information we passed off and the news, instead of them saying, hey, where did it come from? Oh, it was a person, restaurant owner that was next to the building. Okay, let's kind of look into that. Or was it, no, man, this was a police officer that was on site, firefighter on site, right? Uh, the the building manager that literally was there type deal. So I'd have to say that stuff like that, information flow is key. And with an event that chaotic, I can see how it could have been either pushed up the wrong way saying, hey, man, this building did go down. Not realizing that, like, oh, wait, it's still the chunks of that building. So it might have fallen off to a building seven, 
and they saw like the top of the roof right and people could be like oh that gotta be the top of building seven because it it got hit hey let's go ahead and pass up that building seven also collapsed so my experience tells me that when there's chaos there's a lot of information that gets translated a certain way and by the time it makes it up it's not accurate information until things start clearing up a little bit right so not to say that it's 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 I see what they're saying. Yeah, there's a possibility, absolutely. And if that's the case, then hey, I'd I'll offer to like, man. So you must be an expert in how information flows. So you must know that when people see one thing on one street, by the time it makes it to the other side of the world, that information is exactly accurate, 100 percent. No, it's not. <laughs> that information's been misconstrued, twisted. Words have been added, or it's been taken off in different ways. So my experience tells me that it's. I would have. I lean more on. It was bad information that was passed up. And then a news outlet, instead of doing their job and saying, hey, we need to look into it, even if it means, hey, let's take an extra 10 minutes to see what's going on, they probably jumped at the first gun saying, hey, yep, hey, that source is accurate and they picked it right, let's go for it. So, you got anything on that, Frank? Or He's deep in research right now. I was just yeah, reading because I was curious because um, like I kind of recently said about the uh, resonant frequency of the building. Mm -hmm. But then it made me think about the shaking of an explosion and all that other stuff. So earthquakes. And I know California is, uh, sorry, I was away from the mic, has all their buildings designed for earthquakes. But does New York? New York didn't for a long time. It talked about September 11th did happen. It made them rethink about kind of earthquakes. I think one of the major ones was in like 1979 I was reading or something like that. I'm sorry, I don't remember the dates that fast. Um, <laughs> but there was like a few major earthquakes. It's a long, long thing I was reading. I'm sorry. But um, I didn't really get to the bottom of it. But from what it did sound like is that they were always improving on technology to make earthquake, uh, not earthquake proof, but they said earthquake... Um, What's the word? Not compliant. But not, what's the word? Not proof, but not susceptible to, I guess. Okay. Let's say you lost me on that one. Resistant. Yeah. Earthquake resistant. Oh, earthquake resistant. Um, kind of like buildings. Um, and they were talking about the whole history of it, doing it in New York because of the wind and all this other stuff and the other physics that, but it actually cites September 11th in there. Um, okay. What does it say? Are buildings in New York earthquake proof? And then... Got to have an earthquake to find out. Yeah. I mean, there was a few. There was an early in the morning on Saturday, April 20th, a moderately powerful earthquake 15 miles southwest of Plattsburgh, New York, sent tremors as far as south as Brooklyn, where it felt like a passing subway train and beyond. 28 November 2018. Many of Manhattan's tallest structures. Well, that doesn't really tell me because we went from April 20th. There was no year. That's not good. It says they uh, just had an earthquake. Uh, what scale? 2.3. That, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Like, What would that be rated on a Richter scale with the plane crashing vice what they've actually seen? And would that contribute to the other building, building seven, you said? Building seven, yep. Uh, crashing down, like so. And a lot of those buildings are pretty old. 
I mean, trying to bring anything up to code. I know in the state of like California, like as a, a home inspector, if you walk around the home and something's out of code, as long as it was made by a certain time, it doesn't matter if it's out of code. It's because it's pretty much grandfathered in. It's too hard to go back and replace the outlets and put a common wire in the electrical uh, socket. It's too hard to ground certain things a certain way, so you just leave it. And it's just known that it's that way. So were these buildings up to code? Were they up to par? Oh, and then before that, there were, you know, bomb attacks on the World Trade Center. There were. And that can cause instability as well. So those are things that I would bring up. I'm not saying, again, like John said it perfectly, the architects are right because they're running models and doing everything they can by the information they know. But it's hard to know everything right it's hard to know everything so we would really I mean maybe we'll know maybe someday we'll figure something out maybe we'll you know figure out you know time travel and uh, we'll figure this stuff out that's a whole other topic man the yeah it is travel. paradoxes yeah. I love paradoxes by oh the way maybe god. we'll do an episode on paradoxes we need to yeah we need to cat. oh my god no oh, my fa- oh, I love uh, so many paradoxes so many ways time travel could exist, can't exist. What's that one? Back movie? to the Future's a lie. With Matthew McConaughey, uh, Matthew McConaughey uh, about the fourth dimension. Yeah, oh, Interstellar. 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 Yeah, yeah. It was a great movie. Interstellar was a great it's movie. A yeah, it awesome is. Movie. Couple scientific failures in that one, but you know, other than that, pretty spot on. What scientific failures? Uh, so you know that planet they go into with all the water. Yeah. And they're in there. Um, the reason there's a time difference is because the the gravity well is so large. Yeah. Because they're so close to the black hole yep. that they, um, you know, the time has passed differently. Yeah. Okay. Well, if the gravity well, you could have a planet with a gravity well of that magnitude, and all those things could play, except for the fact that if you were on a planet with that type of gravity well, you'd, you'd never get off it. Yeah, you'd. Die. You wouldn't just turn your your jet on and get off. That that gravity well would keep you on that planet. You'd probably be crushed too, right? Yeah, gravity would be experienced. I guess there's some ways I've heard people explain where like you could be okay on the surface that you'd be all right, but as soon as you started to try and leave the planet and take off in your spaceship, you wouldn't be going anywhere. They had really good engines. Yeah, the greatest ever. All right, well, to wrap up, I will say that conspiracy... Finish it on a good note. Conspiracy theories aside, I do hope that America can get back to where we were when 9-11 happened because, man, what a united country we were... Everyone's so prideful in their country. They weren't worried about all the, you know, divisive crap no. that's going on nowadays, which it doesn't matter what side of the aisle you're on. Divisive bullshit is divisive bullshit. Back then, we and only had one side, the American flag yeah. for the people. Pride for your country. Yep. Pride for your people. It didn't matter your color, your race, your yeah. sexuality, your gender. None of that no. mattered. It was just we need to stand together as Americans, yeah. support each other, help each other, and move forward. And, man, I hope we can get back there because living through – a time like that and a time when I was able to understand it uh, is such an incredible thing. And yeah. to see how far we are from that now today, I just I hope that people can can look at something like that and learn from their past and realize that that's how we should be. You know, just just one people united, uh, you know, for for each other. Yeah, absolutely, man. Amen to that. Concur. Could have said it better to myself. All right, so not sure what our next topic's going to be, but we got a couple of good ones here. We might do some Titanic conspiracy. Yeah, that's a good one. We got some time travel, some paradoxes, or we might just hit up the local news next time. There's a lot of really good articles coming out lately, just Uh, local shenanigans that we'd love to sort of just bullshit about. 
the housewives of Marietta. Oh my god. Oh yeah, we are trying to get our wives to podcast so bad. Yes. Maybe one day we'll actually succeed. Until then, you can continue to listen to us. We'll be back with another episode and I guess stay tuned for what it is and then we'll see you next time. See you. Peace.